Fratelloni's well, Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. I'm going to tell you a story about them in just a moment. Hmm. Brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 281, December 9, 2019. 58 degrees was the high on this day in 1939, and 27 below in 1876. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I was walking in uh, Euphoria yesterday, sometimes known as the Cathedral Hill neighborhood, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and 10% of Euphorians haven't shoveled. And I came, and it's treacherous. I only I fell once yesterday. You fell just I, once. That's I was okay. stunned okay. to see that on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. You've already gone down. Oh yeah, I went down, and then the car passed. It gave me a big thumbs up. Go <laughs> get him, Tiger. Hey, is that the first of the year for you? First time down this year. I so, went down Friday. So I come across a lady at, at least in her sidewalk sheer ice. She hasn't done a damn thing, and she at least though is out there with some snow melt that she's sprinkling on the ice. And I said to her. And she had a bit of a foreign accent. I said to her, you should really have an ice scraper. And she said, I don't have one. And I thought, well, you know what I said to her? I said, you're five blocks from a Fratelloni's hardware right, store. Right, it's right there. Why don't you just go buy one? Go for it. And those aren't expensive. You can get one for, what, 10 bucks? Oh, you can get so, it. I can get you an ice scraper by 3 o'clock. <laughs> so you'll stroll down the neighborhood, down the street, offering unsolicited absolutely. mansplaining <laughs> advice yep. to just randos. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You've reached that age. The paper didn't, uh, my Sunday papers didn't come yesterday till 11 a.m., and my guy gets sheepish about that. And when he does, he always throws in a free Sunday New York Times. And that's the only way I would read the Sunday New York Times. Because, Matt, don't do that while I'm trying to do a show. Matt, that's, that, that's not part of the... Are you, do you think they need an ice scraper? Uh, no, but it's weather-related. But see, you've already jumped into something. But I think, I think you'll find what she has to say. Have you seen this Perfect yet, Perfect texture for running. Very low impact on its dry snow so your feet don't get wet. All right, thanks. I've We've te- seen a I've lot of people out this. here, like you said, running, sledding, Three, just enjoying two, it. Oh. One thing, oops, <laughs> that can happen. She is so incredibly like precious. Okay. But it's wonderful texture for yes. running. So I get the free Sunday New York Times, which is the only way I'd read it. I don't like the paper. Uh, but in the, in the section one, there was an environmental statistic. Uh, it says it's by a company took out two full pages. A double truck, a right? A double trucker. Yeah. Uh, if every American household microphone upcycled, oh, <laughs> <laughs> got it. It's okay. We're good. Now. We're good. Here we go. If every American household upcycled this page as gift wrap instead of buying new gift wrap, we would save enough paper to cover New York City Central Park fifteen times. That is not true. Here's environmental statistic. Love Beauty and Planet, a beauty and home care brand, wants to make you and the planet cleaner, greener, and more beautiful. Join us in giving uh, small acts of love to the planet by reusing this page as planet-inspired gift wrap this holiday season. Together we can reduce our environmental impact 
while having a happy, healthy holiday. What holiday are they talking about? With friends and family. <laughs> uh, follow us at blah, blah, blah for more beauty and the planet trips and more. So if you use this, see, what does it say? If every American household, well, there's a little flaw there. What do you got? Not every American household got the Sunday New York Times. That's true. About maybe one-tenth of a percent of the country got the Sunday New York Times, mm-hmm. if that much. But uh, of that one-tenth, I bet they're all in. Did you want this for your arts uh, and crafts? Yeah, well, I, well, want, I, I would wrap well, this. First of all, I want you to describe it because it's uh, very colorful and it kind of looks like gift wrapping, right? It's pink. not specific to a certain 25 million tons of waste is created during the holiday season. <clears throat> But it's uh, kind of animation and it's pink just and pictures yellow of people with uh, drawings and uh, saying they love the planet yeah, and uh, yeah. love to those who are dear to us and uh, uh, it's very pretty. Yeah. And Matt, you you probably use that. We'll use that in my home, I'm that sure, to wrap the, around a gift. You're helping the planet. What do you think about that? gifts that you receive that have been wrapped in newspapers? Doesn't bother me. I don't care. It's uh, okay with you? Uh, less effort, I think, was taken. That's I have the my... standard uh, paper bag from Cub. Staple the top. There you go. <laughs> Some guy showed up for the impeachment hearings today. And, uh, he had a, a, a cloth grocery bag with all his stuff in it. <laughs> you could see eat on the side of it. Eat something was oh. a grocery bag. Uh, <laughs> hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. With all the talk last week about Duluth and the salon telling us what is best for us, even in cities that don't have tall buildings, I thought you might like to hear a story where people still seem to like people. Kenny or Pat can fill you in on the details, but out here in the rural areas, it is school and basketball during the week for my son and then pheasant and deer hunting on the weekends. He was called into the school office this past week one morning when the principal happened to walk by his vehicle in the parking lot. Uh-oh. I was not present for the conversation, but I was told it went something like this. Principal, you get any birds last weekend? My son, a few. Principal, you planning to hunt deer this weekend? My son, yeah, and with my grandpa. Principal, I think you should probably put your gun in the trunk. My son, okay. Principal, and while you're out there, I would suggest putting your dad's beer in the trunk also. My son, okay. Principal, hope you get a big one this weekend. My son, thanks. That's See? How it okay. Be. This is an example That's of why I live be. far away from where you guys live and why Kenny takes his commute. People are calm, reasonable, and apply measured amount of common sense to individual situations. No police, no public statements, no call home in a town of about a thousand people. The high school principal also knows my brand of beer. The boy and I had a discussion about proper storage of his guns, and I apologized for borrowing his vehicle to make my beer run. Incidentally, this is the same boy whose mother found his flashlight collection in a shoebox under his bed oh, last yeah. summer. Keep up the uh, keep it up, fellas. I never miss a podcast. Good luck, Kyle from Iowa. Oh, isn't fantastic. that wonderful? That is yeah. Isn't that wonderful? And awesome. Thank you for not naming the school so some outraged parent right. that lives nearby <laughs> goes storming into that principal's office. Hail the flashlight kid. Hail you. (laughs) A Greek and an Irishman were sitting in a Starbucks one day comparing their two cultures. Over a double latte, the Greek mentions, we built the Pantheon, you may recall, along with the Temple of Apollo. Well, it was the Irish that discovered the summer and winter solstices. But it was the Greeks who gave birth to advanced mathematics. Granted, but it was the Irish who built the first timepieces. Knowing that he's about to deliver the coup de grace, the son of Athens points out with a note of finality. (laughs) Keep in mind that it was the ancient Greeks who invented the notion of sex as a pleasurable activity. True enough, said the Irishman. 
But it was the Irish who got women involved. The coup de gras. The coup de gras. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have two sections of mental illness today. <laughs> I, I never thought. I, I never thought I would live in a time when half the world's population is, is, is cracking up. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of it over the weekend, too. Well, and I... I don't know where to start. What What is yours related to? Well, I have two ways to go well, with the decline of art in our culture and this madness oh. about the climate. And everyone about the climate is using the word crisis. Do you know what crisis means? It means of the moment. It right. means you're in trouble right, right. now. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, we're not. So the crisis, uh, if it's a crisis, why has it been existing for the last 50 years? Because they continue to keep moving the goalposts because they don't think enough people are convinced of this, which we're not. It's foolish. As we discussed last week, it's marketing, Joe. Yep. Yeah, we learned that. They're trying to sell us a product. Uh, Dame Emma Thompson, actress. Yes. I didn't realize she was a a dame. She's a dame. I didn't know that either. Uh, According to her... Uh, climate change will affect the globe so much that people will have to eat their pets huh. because of catastrophic food shortages and weather emergencies. What what has happened to the minds of people like this? I, I'm not being facetious. In a video captured by the Evening Standard, Thompson warned that a global climate crisis will force people to consume their beloved family pets for protein. Huh. Thompson, who attended the evening's Extinction Rebellion protest in London, said that due to extreme oh. weather... Worldwide citizens will have to take grave precautions in order to survive. Better wrap up, stockpile food, and remember there is a surprising amount of protein in the average household pet. And these were prepared remarks. Standing in front of a map of the United Kingdom, Thompson said, for those of you expecting a habitable future, we have some gloomy predictions for you. Thompson insisted that because of climate change, there will be an increased chance of warmer, wetter winters and hotter, drier summers, along with an increase of frequency and intensity of extremes. Crop failure, water contamination, damaged houses, ruined lives. And we will see these persistent weather fronts continue to wreak havoc across the nation, albeit with one or two days of dry and settled weather. One or two days. Mm-hmm. And then she probably got back in her chauffeur-driven limousine and yep. went back to her palatial digs she is a lefty and she also goes on to say i'm an atheist i regard religion with fear and suspicion it's not enough to say that i don't believe in god i actually regard the system as distressing i am offended by some of the things said in the bible and the quran and i refute them all right but if you don't believe in god the problem is you'll believe in anything and she's a perfect example of that right she believes in the earth being in crisis Mm -hmm. that's her that's her deity and it's, uh, it's a pointless one, uh, but uh, more power to her, I guess. Will the vast majority of these people have an awakening at some point? I do don't you think, think so. I don't, I, I, They'll I, go to the grave thinking that this is all big, uh, some big master plan. Steve Harvey. Why push your luck? I mean, you know. Steve Harvey. I think he's funny as hell. Uh, he is funny. Watch the difference between a white and black guy getting fired right. by Steve Harvey. Right. It's Eight of the funniest minutes you'll ever well, watch. Well, he apparently, not apparently, he was the host of Sunday night's Miss Universe pageant. I, I, Yeah, and I saw his name trending. I Did you watch that? Oh, my what God. do you want to know about Steve Harvey last <laughs> night? Oh, no. Matthew. Yeah, it was on in my Matthew. home. It was, uh, I was doing some other things on the computer. I was watching football in the other room. After the Vikings game, I uh, kicked my own ass. 
Well, he had to read a question about environmental issues to myth, to myth, to Miss South Africa, Zozabini Tunzi. Mm-hmm. She's even got a sexy name, doesn't she? Zozobini Tunzi. Yes. Are leaders of today doing enough to protect future generations from climate change? If not, what else should we be doing? Harvey said, and then he rolled his eyes like, oh, God, you believe this BS? He pushed back. So Tunzi says, I think the future leaders could do a little bit more. But however, I feel we as individuals ourselves can also play a part in making the climate the way it should be in the future. What's it supposed to be, lady? I mean, we have children protesting for climate, and I feel like as adults we should join as well. We should have a corporations join as well, and the government should be taking it seriously. I mean, from sixth grade, I've been learning that the climate is deteriorating and the planet is dying, and it's up to us to keep our planet safe. Okay, from the sixth grade, you've been hearing this, you moron. Has it occurred to you that it hasn't happened and it's not happening? Well, how old are you in Miss Universe? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, so, 21? Yeah. You're Rook, 21. what are the requirements? So for uh, the last, the last what, eight, nine years? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Right. Hell. Right. <laughs> she thinks, well. Suchi's wearing underpants that are older than you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> Some viewers said Harvey's reaction to the question was unprofessional. Well, this is where you get the social media crowd dragged in. Who cares what they think? But he's supposed to be funny, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's moved the show along. Steve Harvey had an all-time eye roll, one user tweeted. Uh, other viewers, however, noted that his reaction was unprofessional. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was, it was exactly what it should have been. Uh, and that's his calling card on Family Feud when he's, right. a, oh, uh, the eye roll. I can't believe this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and just for the record, let the record show, uh, Mr. Chairman, that uh, I knew this would come up on the show today, so that's why I watched it. There you the, go. Uh, you were doing prep. Who won? Listen to her answer again. Listen to her answer again. I think the future leaders could do a little bit more. Let's stop right there. Do what? Tell you how to live? Fall in line with the U.N., evidently. But, however, I feel we as individuals ourselves can also play a part in making the climate the way it should be in the future, which is a a ridiculous presumption to make that she, uh, without having any clue whatsoever, believes there's a way the climate should be. What the hell would that be, I wonder? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want the climate that Zozobini Zudi Yudi wants. What it means when you were nine years old and you were stuck inside because it was a rainy day and yeah. you were sitting on the couch backwards with your arms up on the back looking outside. Yeah. It should have been sunny that day, it Joe. Been. It should have been. It should have been. But you had to spend the day inside because it was raining. <laughs> I mean, we have children protesting for climate, and I feel like as adults we should join as well. We should have corporations join as well, and the government should be taking it seriously. I mean, from the sixth grade, I've been learning that the climate is deteriorating and the planet is dying. Then how did you get here, lady? Why aren't you a haggard, uh, beleaguered uh, 21-year-old dressed in rags and starving to death? Right. If you think that's been happening since sixth grade, how in the hell did you end up in a beauty pageant? Well, she was probably at the beauty pageants at the nicer places. Did she win, by the way? I'll look it up. I didn't. I truly did not make it to the end. Oh. Uh... How long, think, how long did you make it? Is this the winner? No, I think it's just a contestant. I don't know who won. Uh, she said something, though, about kids protesting, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And she believes that corporations should join in yeah. on the protest? Yeah. Zozobini yeah. did win. She he was this, from South Africa. This woman yes. won. Zozobini Zuni. Madison Anderson. No, Zozobini Tunzi. Tunzi uh, from Puerto Rico was runner-up. And Sofia Aragon from Mexico was third place. 
let me tell you something. Just let me tell you something. Uh, your buying season for Christmas is running out of time. Yep. Uh, get to molars. Get to molars right now. Well, starting Friday. How about this? Because time is running out for holiday shopping. RF Molar Jeweler is bringing in an expanded selection of colored gemstones Friday, December 13th through Sunday, December 15th. This means sapphires, rubies, emeralds, even gemstones you likely haven't heard of before. All things she will love. All colored gemstone jewelry is 15 to 25% off during those days. You can uh, find these at the Edina store, 50th in France, and the St. Paul store, Ford in Cleveland in St. Paul. I don't have to begin shopping or finish shopping. All I have to do is make one trip Bam. to Molders. And I've started and I'm finished. And they gift wrap it for me. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very professional. And even when you say to the CP, what do you want for Christmas? And she says nothing. Hmm. Oh, no. Oh, that's no. code. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's code. Get to Molar right that, away. That means no, you no. better get your buddy into Molar <laughs> and have him take care of it. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll bail you out. But no one's bailed me out more often than Molar. How about the guy who got bailed out when he... Uh, uh, didn't get his wife to the hospital in time because he oh, went yeah. out partying with the yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. He got the molars. Yes, he did. Molar took care of it. RF Molar Jeweler, 50th in France and Edina, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or rfmolar.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Uh, I have to warn you, Such, there's math here involved, so get out your pencil and your paper because I need some help. Yep. If the 12th day of Christmas is the 25th, does that make the 14th the first or is it the 13th? If the 12th day of Christmas is the 25th, yeah. you want to know what? What's the first day of Christmas? You keep busy doing the math. I want to tell you about the coffee grounds. December stuff. 1st. <laughs> no. I want to tell oh, you uh, on, the coffee grounds December thirteenth dot com nope. and the twelve days of Christmas advent calendar. It's the thirteenth. Nope. Twenty five minus twelve is thirteen. Yeah. I yeah. buy my count. Yeah. You're saying the seventh? What the ad are you doing? I want them charged about three times as much. Right. The coffeegrounds.com. Well, what the hell's the first day? You Four, started it. It would be the fourteenth. Uh, that's December 26th. 12 and 24 is 26. I asked not knowing the answer. Count, count backwards. I, I if the 25th 24. is the 12th day of Christmas. Then subtract 12 from 25. Then the first day of Christmas would be the December four, 14th. The 14th. No. That's what I got. But I'm with I, Joe 14, on this. 15, I don't 16, know if that's 17, right. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12. 12, 12 from 25 is is uh, December 13th. Uh-huh. But you count the 25th and you count the 14th <laughs> each as a day. Don't look at me, Such. I don't know either. It's the 14th. <laughs> I don't 13. know. 14, 15, 14, 16, 15. 17, 18, 19, yeah. 20, 21, yep. 22, 23, 24. Told you. <laughs> Just do the crap. <laughs> the I hate when Reavers is right. The 12 days. I'm asking all this because they have this 12 days of Christmas advent calendar. Julie's going to get billed for this. <laughs> that's, that's where you, you're going to enjoy seasoned, uh, seasonal limited releases and some cellared beers. You still have time to hitch up the old barouche and head over to the Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire to pick it up. By the way, you'll find all the details at thecoffeegrounds.com. And if you do go, 
Bring your appetite so you can enjoy the full-on experience. Coffee, beer, liquor, biscuits and gravy, breakfast, lunch, supper, and most importantly, the beans. Eric and Julie have searched the world over, and they found true love with the best beans available, including our very own signature GL blends. Go to thecoffeegrounds.com for more information on the beer advent calendar. We think it starts the 13th? Can you imagine, what if there's a long line in the coffee grounds? We're not done yet. There's a long line in the coffee grounds, and people are wondering, what's the guy in the front talking about? Why is it taking so long? And he he said, if the 25th is the 12th day of Christmas, what's the first? And they got 15 people back there with calculators. Fingers. (laughs) Hitch up the wagon. Get over to Eau Claire, the coffee grounds. They're just a few blocks north of 94 on Southtown Drive. Uh, Look up the address on the website, thecoffeegrounds.com. You learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. I don't know the answer. You're going to learn something right now. This is fascinating. Mayor, during one of the podcasts from last week, the guitar-playing newsman covered the story of the lift bridge in Duluth getting stuck. Someone, I believe it was you, Mayor, asked how late do they continue shipping? Well, I got a guy. My father-in-law went to sea as a teenager in the British Merchant Marine, eventually coming to the USA to work for a company overseeing the loading and unloading of freight ships. He spent the last 20 years of his career heading up the Duluth Superior Office for his company. So I asked him, how late do they keep shipping? Is it based on the weather or the calendar or what? Here's his answer. The closing of the St. Lawrence Seaway is dependent on the amount of maintenance work needed done on the various locks as well as the weather, especially the Welland Canal. A definite date has to be given so that all ships upstream can exit the system. There have been a few close calls. The cost of being frozen in is prohibitive. Thought you might find this interesting. I looked up Welland Canal. It connects Lakes Ontario and Erie. And just because I know it will drive the boys crazy, I'm attaching a 20-year history of opening and closing dates for the St. Lawrence. I couldn't find anything comparable for Duluth Superior. On a side note, can you tell whichever dum-dum is in charge of the website to get everybody's email on there somewhere? I spent at least seven seconds looking, and I didn't see them listed. Chris, that's your fault. Love the podcast. Rick and Stillwater. There's a pen right here. No, I need my notebook. Um, Here's the actual opening and closing dates of navigation. Uh, Montreal, Lake Ontario section. 1999. Uh, it opened March 31st and closed December 25th. Now, keep in mind, we're in a crisis. Right. Right. 20 years later, uh, it opened March 29th and closed December 31st. So it closed six days later than it did in 1999. Uh, here's the Welland Canal section. What about opening? What was the opening there? March 31st. Okay. Uh, in 1999, March 31st was the opening for the Welland Canal section, and Christmas was the closing. 270 days of navigation. Uh, I, there's nothing to be learned from this except uh, based on this uh, brief uh, exercise. Oh, there is no crisis, uh, Zozini Tutsi. Uh, we're not in a crisis here, Greta. We're, we're just not in a crisis, Dame uh, Morgan or whatever the hell your name is. Dame Emma. Dame Emma. What is it? Watson. Watson. Uh, this could address a uh, letter to the editor today. Thompson. Keep. Uh, did you read? I'm the, not done with this, uh, uh, but, but then we'll get there. No, but this is uh, apropos of this top letter to the editor. Uh, in the oh, Star I saw Tribune it. I, today. I just saw it. Keep yeah. the climate coverage coming. Yeah. because she addresses this very issue. Right. 
or I think it's a she. Yeah. In 2015, it didn't open until uh, the Montreal Lake Ontario section in 2015 didn't open until April 2nd. But back in 18 or back in 1999, it opened March 31st. Same with the uh, Welland Canal in 2015, it didn't open until uh, April 2nd. The uh, the earliest opening I can find is a, a couple of occasions on March 21st uh, in 2006. Uh, both Ontario and Welland opened March 21st. It'd be fun to get that list going back to the... Uh, oh, here's a March 20th to, in 2017. Uh, 1900. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. It'd, it'd, it'd be great. Uh Forgive me if you mentioned this while I was running to get my pen. What what happens if they do get frozen? You just sit there till March. Somebody loses a bleep load of well, money. Well, I'm sure right? that's the case, but yeah. you you got a crew. Yeah, you you got... just sit there. You get you'll get you can get them. Correct me if huh. I'm wrong. We also get icebreakers every spring, don't we? I think so. Cruising the uh, Lake Superior, and right. then they go through Coast the Guard. canal and open up the the bay there. I I like this chart. Uh, it's akin to my lake opening charts, but it's also akin to my. Uh, uh, very in the cosmic scheme of things, a very brief time of observing my lilac bushes, right? <laughs> it, but yes. but my point is, my point is, where is the crisis? If in twenty years you can't find anything critical, if crisis means an urgency right, right. now, mm-hmm. right now you're in trouble. Where are we in trouble? Do well, you know off the top of your head? Have ice out dates moved up? No, gone back. No, there's about the same. the same. Yeah. Okay, this letter comes from Susan Apple Valley today, Star Tribune. Thank you, Star Tribune, for keeping us informed on climate change and the environment. Like many Minnesotans, I value our seasons, wildlife, waterways, woods, and meadows. Unfortunately, now here's where it gets interesting. The outdoor world has changed noticeably in the last 50 years. Winters are warmer, especially in northern Minnesota. Ice out times are earlier, and the snow season is shorter. Summers are uh, hotter. We've had two consecutive Aprils with blizzards. Maple trees are moving north, tamaracks are dying, moose populations are dwindling, lynx and bird populations are shifting. I'm heartbroken that my grandchildren will live in a land more like Kansas than that I don't, of my childhood. I, I've never thought I'd witness this. <laughs> that's that's the insanity you've been talking about. I never about. thought I'd witness this. <laughs> Crisis. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Yep. Yep. I'm gobsmacked. It appeared to me Where's the crisis? Everything she said was wrong, though, wasn't it, Joe? Of course. Everything. Everything she said, she's read in the Star Tribune. The snow season is not shorter. It was, for the last couple of years, it's gone to the end of April, hasn't it? We've had Mm -hmm. blizzards the last two Aprils, April of 17 and 18. No, April 18 and 19. We've had blizzards. Right. What are you looking at? Nothing. What are you doing? (laughs) Huh? I had to show something to Rook really quick. Does it have anything to do with the show? It does for sports talk. Yeah, it does for sports talk. Well, this ain't sports talk. I know, I know. Anyway, I thought you'd uh, you'd get wound up when you saw her letter from Susan. I, I saw it, and I always I always consider letters like that candidates for real or satire, but that's too obviously real. She yes. means that. Yes. I yeah. Poor lady. Yeah, because you'd read it going, is she serious? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Speaking of the ice, did you guys see the great tweet by the Minnesotan? Over the weekend, yeah. oh yeah, the, the two kids ice skating. Yeah, I, I retweeted that. Oh, looks you like did. white bear. Yeah, it's you so said it great. looks like white bear. You know what it is, Such, and with the case of Emma Thompson, it's hyperbole becoming fact. 
I mean, they're spouting. Tell a lie often enough. Yeah, they're spouting this nonsense, and they're starting to believe it. And now it's just fact. And And they're they're spouting these outrageous hyperboles like they're fact. It's because these kids have been brainwashed. You know, from an early, early well, age. Well, the, the oh, tunes he said, grade. I've been hearing no. about this since I was in sixth exactly. grade. Exactly. And uh, Greta must have heard about it so much, she, she decided to just quit she school. Quit. Well, and yeah. I've got a second grader. I'm waiting for that day yeah. to happen. Uh, I really don't want to talk about her. She's such a, a pain in the ass. A friend of mine has a 13-year-old. She came home with all this stuff from school, and uh, the mom spelled out why these teachers and why he, she was wrong. 13-year-old wasn't buying it. She is completely convinced the world's going to end. Thunberg uh, admits that she's been, no one's paying attention to her. Uh, We would love some action from the people in power. People are suffering and dying today, she said. Well, yes, people are suffering and dying all over the world today, but not because of anything to do with nature right. or the climate. Or if you're a tourist who is unlucky enough to be standing in the middle of a, an island volcano in New Zealand, you, you died mm-hmm. because I, it erupted. And I don't think climate change has anything to do with a volcano. The footage of that, by the way. Wow. Well, they yeah. were standing in the crater. Wow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do know one person that is affected by uh, the weather uh, because he's got to go home and shovel this bleep. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. you, you. That's who he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, she got there, of course, as we all know, uh, on a three-week uh, yachting adventure uh, on a boat that didn't save anybody any emissions. Not that I'm worried about it. So uh, I, I, I never thought I'd see a time. I never thought I'd see a time of such a mass breakdown in reason, in rationality. <clears throat> And it's consuming all of these people in, in every facet. That, that's all they care about. They don't care about real world issues. They care about this nonsense. But she pretty much admits that nobody's paying attention. No, but well, what she's doing is she's admonishing world leaders again because they're not taking action. What I don't want them to take action. That's merely a means to control your behavior in your life. Well, she'd love Governor Walls. He's taking action. Yeah, he's going to have oh, a climate boy. cabinet. He yep. is, yeah. He can't run a Department of Human Services, but we're going to change nature and turn that thermostat out there to just what it's supposed to be. A couple of degrees more? <laughs> I wish it was, you know, on this day in 1939, it was 58. I wish it was that today. Me too. I wouldn't be alarmed. I told you, if you're going to give me a week in January where the high is 85 degrees every day, I'm on board with something. Okay. Because I, I would find that really freaky. Didn't we hit 40 on Friday? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. It was pretty toasty on Friday. But we saw our last 60 on Friday, which was 1939, and we don't see another one until mid-February in the record books. Oh, man, the like record a steel books. trap, that mine, like a steel trap. Well, that's what, you know, I, these these things, these sense winds amuse me. When you me. study, they, well, they amuse like, me. He's 12 days away from spring. Yeah, I'm a 21st-er, baby. 12? Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, Why did you do that? <laughs> The night two and nine is eleven. Twenty four. Yeah, about twelve. Yeah. Twelve or thirteen. Or eleven. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> you twelve. You know what? Close enough. <laughs> You'll get there. The, the Irish invented the solstices, according to the guy in the coffee shop. Uh-huh. What about the Greek? They invented sex, and the Irish says, "Big deal. We involve women." <laughs> boom, 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 boom. We'll be back shortly. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. See where Twite height. Yep. Twite? Heated out. No, it'd be height tweeted out. Oh. 
A picture start of his this kid. One over? Yeah, on, picture of his kid playing again. guitar. Oh yeah, yes. yes. I wanted volume. It was just a still picture. He did uh, about two weeks. I saw in, that one. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Dad Dill can just throw out some licks, man. Speaking of that, we got a lot of mileage out of that video of you with your iPhone over. They the weekend. think this is yeah. a bit. They think they think that you're putting on a I'm show. I'm not that for talented. Us. No, <laughs> you're putting on all a we show did is capture us. that snapshot in time. Here, I got the straight dope from Tim at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 69. I've been alluding to the uh, Black Fridays. What did I say? 69. Hi- Highway 61. I've been alluding to the Black Friday prices still available to GLers, and they are through Christmas, but only for GLers. So you go in, you're going to get your uh, electric bike, scooter, Yamaha, snowmobile, whatever it is. Tell them you're a GLer and you're getting the uh, the extra spiff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because right now there's a hundred off hundred dollars off all electric bikes. That's on top of the year end prices. Free ATV helmets and all gas youth ETVs. One hundred bucks all in stock scooters. That's on top of the year-end sale prices. And again, GL listeners only can take advantage of Black Friday prices right now by mentioning the podcast, and that's good through Christmas. Now get this, 10 different youth models of ATVs, 10 different youth models in stock, ready to go, and GLers get a free helmet with every gas ATV. And for GLers, Tim Bloom says they'll keep this going until Christmas. For everyone else, it already ended. Wait, wait. There's Yamaha snowblowers, ATVs, side-by-sides. Yamaha, I'm not sorry, uh, uh, Yamaha snowmobiles. Vipers, he's got the new Vipers. That is mm-hmm. a cool-looking sled. He, uh, what I like about him is he tweets a lot of this stuff, and he uh, just tweeted a day ago about this kid, Jackson, who uh, went from a 98 Yamaha VMAX to a 2020 SRV Viper. He is not going to believe it's like going from a horse and buggy to a Porsche. Right. Mm-hmm. Will he be doing some wheelies? <laughs> He's going to have some fun this winter. Yeah. Uh, I've often mentioned that it's among my recent discoveries. It shouldn't have taken me long, but it did. Uh, that the government is incomprehensible. These impeachment hearings are incomprehensible. Oh my God. Yeah. In terms of the multi-layered bodies in play, just the the numbers of people who are assistant this and assistant that and. Uh, and I got to thinking about it. Here's a headline. Senator Amy Klobuchar on campaign trail heads to Denver. I don't uh, mention this to indict uh, Amy. This is true of all candidates. But they live in a class, uh, a rail of life in America where they quite literally have made up their own rules. Right. And they don't have to go to work. No. It was like me all of last year. Yeah, eh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> but Your one-day work week? No, it, it, that's exactly what it was right. Uh, like, she's out there in Denver uh, with a town hall meeting, focusing on elections, voter registration, campaign finance reform, election security. Okay, great, great. I've got nothing. I've got no personal beef about Amy Klobuchar, uh, and it's true of all of them. Warren uh, Sanders. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who's supposed to be the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, isn't he? Allegedly. Yeah. yeah well, wh- I think that's even important work because you're right there doing all the work for the, for the city. You'd think he would be missed. Yes. And you're getting a real, I think, we're getting a real window into the co- incomprehensibility watching the impeachment hearings. Because they're, A, they're hard to follow, and B, it's terribly partisan, and C, uh, the the different job titles are endless, and it's almost mm-hmm. as though no one can ever be blamed for anything. 
because there's fallback positions and there's layers and there's other buses to throw people under. And and they're letting us in here, whether they know this consciously or not. They're letting us in to view what their life is like on that independent rail, independent from the rest of us. And these these 40 Democrats who are running for president, they're letting us see what that they quite literally live in a separate uh, a separate world from us, it, whether it's their work schedules or how much money they make or what rules they have to follow. They're living in a separate world. And that's my new discovery is that that's why they want to all hang on to these jobs so desperately. Right. They enjoy living in that protected rail of American life, which has nothing to do with us. Nothing. Who is the guy that we were watching earlier today? I'll bring the TV back up. Somebody's counsel or vice chair counsel for something. There he is, Mr. Stephen Castor. Yep. Who the hell are He's you, He's the lawyer pal? for the Republicans. He brought in. That's the guy who brought in his stuff in a meat bag. <laughs> I think he brought it in a grocery bag. Reusable? I think so. And Very then nice the guy reusable. above him doesn't have a name. He's just... Counsel. <laughs> okay. And then lawyers have lawyers. And uh, Daniel Goldman might be the... There's uh, always these blonde chicks sitting around. They're in the class. What doing? do they do? Seat fillers, yeah. like at the Oscars. Oh, she's yeah. got a ring on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, I, it's just amazing to me. I, I just saw the headline, Amy, on campaign trail, heads to Denver, and I just thought to myself, uh, we can't do that. Nope. What is she missing? I mean, I can, but I'd have to take a day of vacation, and I'd have to, uh, you know, fill out a form and and uh, and say I'm going to be in Denver this week, and, and I'm, and I'm then, entitled to do that, and of course I'm free to do that, but I'd have to pay for it. And then four of your sycophants would go hungry that day. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and and Klobuchar's campaign presumably pays for this. She's not writing a check to Delta, of course not, for her airplane ticket. No, and uh, I guess their argument might be, well, I can do everything by computer or the hotel room, and I'm available to come back at a on a whim. Well, then why don't you just live in Minnesota? I'm not. I'm not uh, advocating for that. No. I'm just saying that's probably how they justify. One it. of the big things, you know, Trump uh, told us when he was running was that he was going to drain the swamp. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the exact, not saying that he hasn't tried, but the exact opposite has happened. Yeah. Instead of you know dwindling down the number of the people that you're talking about, Joe. It continues to grow. Well, we're seeing the swamp. Yes. We're seeing the creatures who live in the swamp. Mm -hmm. All the way down to the local level. You've been bitching about uh, Melvin Carter's Mm -hmm. staff for a couple of years now. Well, Mm -hmm. we did it. How long ago? When Rook brought up the the chart of the number of contracted government employees or whatever in the White House. And how how much bigger it is now than it was just even 10 years ago. Well, Trump's doing nothing to shrink the size of government. All he's done is increase the debt and the deficit. He spends money like a drunken socialist. But the economy but is Joe, oh, it's booming. Yes, yeah. it's no different than anybody else from either side. Well, I would least I would least like to see an effort made to at least address the fact that you're twenty two trillion dollars in debt. Twenty two trillion. Mm-hmm. All I hear is climate cabinet. Yeah, and we're in a crisis. <laughs> and you would think. If that mattered, the Democrats would be bringing that up and throwing it in Trump's face, but they know it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? What is the secret we don't know? Hell if I know. Because maybe that rail of American life, which has nothing to do with us, maybe they'll just decide that it doesn't matter. 
It's like that. I think it'll just make ha- it go away. It already has been decided. It's like that credit card that's uh, maxed out, and you just pay your five hundred a, a month, no matter what, and keep her maxed out. <laughs> well, plus, the, with the economy going so well, Republicans aren't going to try to change anything, and Democrats were figuring, all right, uh, everybody's up. The union wages are going up because there's going to be more bill. You know, it's it's a uh, let the sleeping dog lie, I guess. Even though it's twenty two trillion dollars, why aren't the Democrats bringing it up? I don't know. Why is it not in their best interest? They're, they're just consumed, well, because they would be bringing it up uh, against the statistics that show the strong economy and the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years. So they don't want that thrown so back they, they in their can't, face. They can't say that because right. that makes Trump look good. Right. <laughs> you know what else was in the Sunday New York Times? Uh, A piece done seriously by... An art critic, if not the art critic for the New York Times, about the banana that was duct taped to a wall. Oh, this is so great at uh, at the Miami uh, Miami Art Basel. That comes from uh, they. It's a private museum. I looked it up. It's a private a private for profit museum, and it, it, they have installations in Basel, Switzerland, Hong Kong, and Miami. And uh, over the weekend, uh, somebody put a banana duct tape to a wall and uh that became uh that became uh somebody bought it for 120 grand (laughs) and it's not art because i can do it uh it's just it's tells me that we are really in a free fall a cultural free fall and i said the other day it's going to come to every aspect of life it'll come to the arts it'll come to filmmaking it'll come to literature it's come to art already uh and then private planes took a lot of the museum goers back to New York. They had come down to see the uh, really the uh, Miami Art Basel. I'm sure there were other things in there besides a banana. Uh, but on the on the doors of the private planes uh, were bananas duct taped to the door, <laughs> and that, and those obviously came off before they before they took off. I I, I can't That's pretend funny. to understand this. Uh, well, you brought up Maplethorpe last week, mm-hmm. and at least Bob. made an effort even if you didn't agree with him even if you said that's not art or that's offensive or whatever at least bob put a little bit of thought into it well i i don't banana on a wall is that's zero thought and zero creativity uh it sold for 120 grand as a matter of fact i would accuse the janitor of doing that just to be funny and clever but then somebody ate the banana yep so they had to get a new banana ripped her down so a guy paid 120 grand for a piece of duct tape. It's just not. I don't pretend to understand this. People also ask. I'm on Google. Who ate the 120 thousand dollar banana? Well, the guy who ate the banana said he's a he's a performance artist. Of course right. he, so he is. Ate the, Available he ate, for hire. He mm-hmm. ate the banana. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. I just looked it up really quick. Yeah. The last time the national deficit went down. 1930. Who's really? in charge? We were at $17 billion in 29. FDR, right? 30, Hoover. No, Hoover. Yeah. 30, we went down to $16 billion, but then we went back up to $17 billion in 1931. So when's the last time the deficit was down? It went down $1 billion from 1929 to 1930. Oh. Well, that's when the crash hit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
What's the deficit today? Oh, let me go scroll all the way down here, Joe. I guarantee I can't read that. Deficit is the difference between what we're spending and what we're taking in. 2019, uh, currently, uh, we're at $22 trillion. That's the debt. There's a difference between the debt and the deficit. Well, that's what I, that's what I was referring okay. to. Well, um, but we're projected to go to $24 trillion in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then $25 trillion in 2021. And you don't hear a word about it from either side. Nope. Not so a they, word. According to CNBC, they say the U.S. deficit rises 26% to $984 billion in uh, 2019, the highest in seven years. Mm-hmm. Almost a trillion. Basically. Wow, that's a lot of money. What's a trillion? A thousand billion? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But looking at this, a thousand billion dollars we're spending more than we're taking in. We're projected for twenty-four trillion next year. It wasn't that. That wasn't that long ago that we were at twelve back in two thousand and nine. Right. We've doubled it in ten years. Yep. Well, correction: super implosion coming. I don't think so. And these. What did you just say, Such A thousand what? A thousand billion must be a trillion. And that's the difference from what we're making and what we're spending. That's the difference between what the government is spending and what the government is taking in. And they continue, especially the left side, continue to throw money at things, Mm -hmm. at ludicrous things. How much of that spending is government employees? I bet it's... Over half, what do you think? We're going to erase college debt. What's Omar doing? She's doing some housing. She wants houses for everybody. Yeah. Speaking of houses. And here's who owns the national debt. Foreign investors, (laughs) $6.21 trillion. U.S. investors, $6.89 trillion. The Federal Reserve, $2.38 trillion. And the U.S. government, $5.73 trillion. Are we still considered, as a country... A good risk? Uh, yes. Boy, I think so. I think so. How Ooh. could we be? How could we possibly I don't know. It's, it's be considered just like a good it's, risk? It's, it's, it's being treated as this, this is play money. Right. It's monopoly money. Mm-hmm. That's another reason the political class so desperately wants to hold on to their positions because they love to get to play with all that money. Because it's a checkbook that you don't have to answer to. Or at least, at the very least, make false promises of who's going to benefit from that money. Well, but Kenny, we're a safer bet than, you know, another country. I ain't going to invest in Venezuela. Or Guam. It's going to flip over. That could turn over and capsize. How can Luxembourg own $220 billion of our debt? I don't know. They They want that interest. Cayman Islands, Switzerland, the UK, Ireland, $300 billion. Brazil, $300 billion of our debt. New guidelines from Portland, Oregon's Planning and Sustainability Committee uh, are calling for uh, uh, building designs that would require owners of private property to provide opportunities opportunities to the homeless population to rest and be welcome. Many are interpreting the vague language, specifically the rest and be welcome requirement, as potentially forcing owners of new commercial and residential real estate to build spaces for homeless men and women to camp out on private property, even in apartment buildings. You're, you're, you're doing nothing to help the homeless by doing that. The idea was originally supported by members of the commission, but received strong pushback upon further discussion from a minority bloc who could still sink the proposal before it reaches the city council. 
It is a plan that could require new Portland buildings to make room for homeless campers on private property, whether they want to or not. KATU-TV's news anchor Lincoln Graves said in describing the proposal in a recent broadcast. What does this do to get them out of homelessness? Nothing. Because they're homeless because probably of drug problems and a variety of problems that need. The best solution we've ever seen is the one in Seattle. Where a giant former prison has become a treatment center? Yes. Seattle is dying if you haven't watched it. However, Oriana Magnera, who presented the idea, told her fellow commissioners that the city needs spaces where homeless people can feel supported and safe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? uh, Does this include private residences? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How's that going to play out at Suchi's house? Not real well. (laughs) <laughs> Not real well. Oh, my grandma and grandma lived next. Uh, my grandma and grandma. <laughs> hey, progressive. They lived, they lived uh, up up there in the sticks next to a railroad track, and the uh, hobos would come around in the fifties. And uh, the hobos found a place at my grandma and grandpa's, but they also found an axe and a shovel mm-hmm. and a push mower and all sorts of chores. Yep, yep. Plus, grandpa probably had a big blunderbuster. Right. Well, Grandma did. Grandma did. <laughs> Say, uh, but my point is, they earned their keep. Yeah. They they came knocking on the door, and they might get a bowl of soup, but they, they're going to work for it. Did Grandma put the apple pie in the windowsill to cool? <laughs> with the uh, and with the bums steam. took it. The bums came up from the railroad and took it. We the prefer, hobos. We prefer hobo. Hobos. Yeah. yeah. Hobo. Say, uh, when we come back, uh, let's visit the club, the leftist mob, and uh, their latest stunt. Bad mix. I'm not going to let you rest on that, Reavers. No, he'll he'll stay on you. And uh, by the way, uh, this is the rookie here, Kenny. I just wanted to tell you that. I don't um, think you need to do that. I know. I think people know who I am already. <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. I'm using it as a verbal crutch, <laughs> I, am I, I not? Do, I do love it, though. And what time of year is it? <laughs> uh, it's it's winter time, baby, and it is time to party at Jack's Cafe. In fact, how about this? Hello, I'm writing about the possibility of scheduling our law firm Christmas party at Jack's. It has been many years since my husband and I had dinner there. It was delicious, and I hear your ads on the Garage Logic podcast all of the time. That is from Billy Kozlak, and that's just that simple. That's how you make your holiday party, family party arrangements. I'll give you the phone number in a minute, or you can just go to jackscafe.com, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. If it's your first time to the podcast and you're wondering what Jack's Cafe is, three generations. It's a family-run restaurant. It's in northeast Minneapolis, and they will knock your socks off with a great menu. Or if you're going out on a date night, ask about their GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu. And that's dinner for two, four-course meal, includes a bottle of wine. You're in and out in no time. And if you want to take a look at that back patio, it is beautiful, and it is decked out for the Christmas season. 1928 University Avenue Northeast. Your reservation, 612-789-7297. Online at jaxcafe.com. Reavers, what'd you find? I just did a little math while Rookie was reading his Jax. Get your calculator out right now. Well, I have my pencil. Oh, no, you're, that, that ain't going to Well, I don't work. have a calculator okay, with okay, me. Okay, you got one? Yeah. Okay, you got I'll a calculator out? Yeah. This is from, I believe, Forbes. <clears throat> the country's 
656,200 government workers. 21 million. Let me repeat that. Wow. The 21 million, (laughs) 656,200 government workers earned an average of $51,340 per year Mm -hmm. as of May 2012. Do that math really quick, Rook, because that's what we're paying when we're filing no, our federal don't, don't, taxes. Don't even try to do that. <laughs> it's incomprehensible. Twenty-one million. Wow. Almost twenty-two million. <laughs> Fantastic. And they average fifty-one grand. So yeah. So some aren't making we can't as much get as the others. Loud. Exactly. Wow. The average is fifty-one thousand annual one salary. One trillion one hundred four million four hundred sixty. One trillion one hundred four billion four hundred sixty six million two hundred thousand. America, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh my God. Oh my God. The L G B T Q R M P Q O N Z Z Z T F B A C B D community. That, that pretty much covers it. They're ripping Hillary Clinton now. Uh oh. Oh no. She was on Howard Stern last week. She was. Yeah. And Howard, being Howard, he he got yeah, right he, he, he got right to it. He he wanted to know if she was a lesbian, <laughs> or ever had a lesbian affair. Oh, no. And Howard can can do that, and sure. somehow he gets the people to remain calm and and answer it. What about college, Hillary? And and uh, she said that she likes men, and she had a number of uh, dates prior to meeting Bill, and that uh, uh, the radio host mentioned he was familiar with rumors that Mrs. Clinton had previously been intimately involved with women. Raise your right hand if you've never had a lesbian affair, he challenged her. Never, 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 never even been tempted. Thank you very much, Clinton told Stern. Ah. Clinton also said she had an active romantic life prior to meeting her future husband, (laughs) which makes it sound like the minute she met Bill, her active romantic life died. (laughs) I dated a lot of different people, and I liked a lot of them. She said I was pretty popular. Boys were not my problem. While many uh, laughed at Clinton's dismissal of rumors about her personal life on Stern Show, reporter Trish Bendick said she was disappointed with her denials. So the club, the club is to the point where if you oh, don't admit you're a lesbian, right. you're you're out. We, well, we condemn you. Wait a minute. Why was she disappointed? Does she have evidence otherwise? Bendix, who is the former editor of something called AfterEllen.com and a member of the National Lesbian and Gay Journalists Association, did not take too kindly to Clinton's response, as Fox News pointed out. It's so frustrating when public figures like Hillary feel the need to dispel lesbian rumors in a way that equates lesbianism or queerness with salaciousness. And that's ultimately what I dislike about the way she phrased it. So according to the activists, there was no correct... There had to be a correct way for Clinton to deny that she was a lesbian. It was the phrasing. But the phrasing wasn't even that wild. She just said, I was never tempted. Sorry. Oh, my God. We have come full circle. Mm Mm-hmm. The mayor is defending yep. Hillary Clinton. I am. I am. We always knew. We always knew. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she would come back to Garage Logic anytime. I think there's a way to refute untrue ideas about one's own identity without saying something damaging to others, Bendix said. Wow. I, don't, I don't find it that damaging. After all uh, the town meetings, mm-hmm. the pie and coffee. Yeah, Right, that's what she was looking for. Just Box the coffee, off. though. Right, just the coffee again. I'm seeing my lesbian friends give this chick the big eye roll right mm-hmm. now. Fox also noted that Media Research Center writer Gabriel Hayes pointed out the irony of Clinton now being insufficiently woke for the for the modern American left she helped create. 
Tisk, Tisk, Tisk Hillary, the former presidential candidate, is taking heat for her response to old rumors about her being a lesbian. And while we're not bashing her for her sexuality, it's a hilarious predicament for the woman who fancies herself a de facto leader of the left. It really is come full circle. Hillary is now being slammed because she didn't say, uh, she didn't come up with the right way to say she wasn't a lesbian. How? What is? Well, there is no right way. She gets to say, I'm not a lesbian. Yeah. I don't care if she is or isn't. Why was she on Stern? Was she promoting a book or something? No. Uh, Howard no, gets no, no, to no. guess. I know the proper way. It was, uh, remember, uh, what was the movie with Bill Murray, Harold Ramis? They go in the uh, army. Stripes. Stripes. Stripes when they're asked if they've uh, if they're homosexual, yeah. didn't Bill Murray said or, or Ramus? One of them said, "We're willing to learn." No, but we're, we're willing, willing to learn. learn. We're yeah. willing to yeah. learn. Yeah. That's yes. the proper way to answer. I guess you should have said that. No, but I'm willing to learn. Yes. That's... And then these fruitcakes wouldn't have got after. Her. Yeah. Well, do they say let's uh, go settle this over a nice candlelight dinner or something like no, that? No, it's just amazing though <laughs> that you you got to have the right way to say no. All the stuff, all the left-wing, left euphorian things that Hillary has done. And what about this, Joe? What about this? No, but I do play golf. Yeah, no. No, no, no. No, No, but I did play softball. No, but I do have cankles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, then you got the cankles. That's not a fact. That That whole line about when you were talking her previous, I got that, you know, that curdling feeling you get when you're about to vomit? (laughs) Yeah. That's what what was going on in my head. Well, she she probably fancied herself as an attractive Uh, young woman. uh, How dare you? Yeah. And she's uh, a little upset now. Bill, uh, you ever think about Hillary with another woman once in a while? Uh, yeah, but uh, Hillary wasn't there. Because <laughs> I get that same feeling you just talked about. <laughs> but here's what it's come to. The left is, they're going to destroy their own kind. Oh, yeah. They, they uh, uh, Dennis, I got to see this. Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla have uh, released a movie called No Safe Spaces. Yeah. And I have to see it. And I, I intend to see it, and I sure would like to talk to either one of those two. Uh, Dennis Prager, I enjoy tremendously on the radio. But the, but the point is, they went out of their way to even introduce and uh, interview liberals in this movie. And Barack Obama is, is uh, very candid in saying that he's worried about this cancel culture and uh, the unwillingness of people on college campuses to listen to anybody that they disagree with. We, we, this yeah. isn't a right-wing movie. It's a movie about what's happening to this culture. And Prager's on top of that. And it's called No Safe Spaces. I meant to look in the paper today where it is. Weren't they in town promoting this thing, Rook? A couple, not there, that was a, there was a press release, and we tried to get Adam on, yeah. and they, he said, no, we'll do it later on when and it's out. Such, we had that Obama quote about a month, oh, yeah. a month yeah. or two ago yeah. where he said, listen, kids, you yeah. got to calm down. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. Say, uh, hello. Yeah, no, sure. No, I'm trying to see oh. how I should phrase this. Oh. Uh, something that's going to make Mike Fratelloni <clears throat> very envious when mm. we come back. Mm. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Well, let's see here. James Bond holster, uh, rangefinder. Oh, you can kill a lot of time with a rangefinder. They're fun. Uh, binoculars, 
hard shell case that holds two shotguns. Oh, don't mind me here, G. Aldridge. I'm, I'm working on my uh, Christmas list so I can send the bride up to dkmags.com, a new bright, and you name it, they range got it. Like uh, microphone there, Joe Boy. Range finder like I'd use on the golf course? Yeah, we use them uh, for uh, target practice right. with rifles. And, and once you get a range finder, you can keep me busy for three hours. Just hand me a range They're fun, to- fun toys. Yeah. yeah, because I always overguess. And anything I think is 150 yards is actually 120 yards. I bet uh, you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a guy <laughs> thing, evidently. And what I really need, I, I don't, I don't, let me, how, how do I put this? I don't need it, but I really, really want it. A rail-mounted tactical flashlight. I can't think of any reason why I'd ever need one, but boy, do I want one. You mean you mounted on the rifle? Yeah, yeah, on my AR. And again, I have no reason for it, but it sure would be fun to have. DKMags.com and New Brighton. It's a great option to cross a few items off that list. Uh, They are the best gun shop in town. You know what? They actually remind me of the shop in my hometown. And uh, friendly Helpful service with a dandy selection of firearms and ammo and all the sundries. Do we call them sundries? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Even if you just need advice or information, the guys at DK Mags and New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun, they're here to help us. Uh, oh, yeah. Monticello Pawn and Gun, just another part of the DKMags.com family. Get started on that list right now. They're located right here in the heart of Gumption County, Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. I have a ray of hope concerning social media. Oh. That apparently uh, there are many people out there that are willing to have their hearts warmed when they see something, and they say so. Oh, that sounded cynical. It really did, didn't it? <laughs> yes. There's a hardware store in Wales. Oh, this is so spectacular. It, uh, there's a hardware store in Wales called Hafad Hardware. It's in, uh, where in the hell is it? Where in the hell is it? I just saw the name of the town it was in. I have oh, it's here. Rayader, Wales. It's in Rayader, Wales. And they they released an ad uh, that shows the two-year-old son of the store's owner as the as the proprietor of the hardware store. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a family-owned store. And the uh, they they've got the kid set up to be the manager of the of, of the shop. Uh, the father's name is Tom Jones, and the the kid's name is Arthur. And it starts with the kid eating cereal at home, very modest kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and then the kid's seen walking to work. And then he gets there and he, he flips the clothes to open sign on the hardware <laughs> store and he goes in and he starts sweeping the floor. And there's a really nifty song playing over it. And uh, uh, it's a, called a heartwarming ad, shows Arthur as he goes about the day as the shop's owner. And that the two-year-old wakes up and makes himself some breakfast before heading to the shop to set up for the day, putting out the open sign, sweeping the floors, and later wrapping merchandise in Christmas-themed paper. Arthur's day ends with him carrying a comparably giant Christmas tree down the street as the words, Be a Kid This Christmas, appear at the bottom of the screen. So that's the theme of the thing. Be a kid this Christmas. Get in the hardware store, get a BB gun, whatever. Support for the commercial's quality and its powerful, kind-hearted message has poured in from across the Internet as well as earned the shop coverage in the national British media. The BBC reported that Hayford Hayford Hardware has been making holiday ads for seven years, but this appears to be the first one to receive such widespread use. It's been seen 400,000 times as of this moment. This must be my favorite advert in some time. It beautifully captures something advertisers tend to miss. It touches home to those who appreciate family, hard work, and being a kid at Christmas, one Twitter user said. 
Absolutely beautiful. Brought a tear to my eye and a smile to my face. Best Christmas ad of the year. Jones told Wales Online that the video was shot in a single day with some help from his friend who was a filmmaker. Including Arthur, the advertisement features four generation generations of the shop's a shop owner's family. Do you know what it cost him? To shoot it? To make this ad? Do you know, know what it cost him? Mm-hmm. 100 bucks. 130 bucks. Mm-hmm. Wow. 130 bucks. When I saw this over the weekend, you're the first person I thought of. I'll post this to the uh, Garage Logic Facebook page for people. People are now going to the hardware store to tell them how much they like the ad. Yes. You think this guy isn't going to have a killing this holiday <laughs> no, season, no this kidding. Christmas season? Why isn't he advertising on this podcast? Yeah. Because we already yeah, have a guy. 130 bucks isn't going <laughs> to buy me a... 130 bucks. he did it. It's such a great ad. And it's done really well. And there's a picture, I'm looking at a picture here of the Hafid hardware uh, in Wales. Oh my gosh, I'm watching it right now. It is truly fantastic. A, company, a country that I've become increasingly infatuated with when I saw about episode three or four of The Crown mm. and the uh, terrible uh, mining disaster. Uh, in Wales, and how uh, Prince Philip was there in a heartbeat, but the Queen uh, doesn't believe she should show emotion in public. So she she finally went, but reluctantly. Did mm. you wrap that up, by the way? Are you done? Yeah, I'm done with the crown. Mm. Yeah. It you're ends on, with her 25th anniversary jubilee. You're on to a. So next year you'll pro- probably meet Die and that gang. Mm. You know. You're on to Handmaid's Tale now? Or no, I don't do on? that. I, uh, one a year, one show a year is what I'll, I'll accept to watch. Uh, and that interrupts my bridge-building documentaries. <laughs> but I did it. I watched all 10 episodes of The Crown. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, British stuff. Uh, my only criticism of the, um, of the hardware store ad is the, uh, is the young man's um, gift-wrapping job yeah. uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. <laughs> well, he's but two to, or three years old. Right, if I'm going to nitpick, that's, that's yeah. the one thing. Say right now at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, the north side of Hugo on Highway 61, Choice bone-in and boneless prime rib roasts. Oh, boy. Double-smoked hams. Choice tenderloin, smoked salmon, lamb chops and roast, pickled herring. Gift boxes. Call and put in an order for your gift box. You call this number, you're at the, you're at the city desk of the world's best meat market. Call 651-426-2800. 651-426-2800. They'll put together a gift basket for you gift box for you at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, Rookie Burgers, Ribeye Burgers, 130 different flavors of brats, uh, the jerky that never makes it out of the parking lot. You know, if you invest, There's 20 varieties of beef and chicken uh, jerky. It's amazing. If you invest a lot, you know, he's got some finer cuts of meat and they'll cost a little bit more because they're, you don't want to screw them up. So if you're a sous vide this would be the place where you go get the a nice... What kind of eater? Wait, what? Sous vide, S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E. You cook it in water so it, it can it's sealed, but the you cook it in a constant about? temperature. One of the hottest things, a way to, to perfectly cook a piece of beef. I'm not boiling my brat, dum-dum. No, that's not your brats. I'm talking about the steaks, the high-end steaks, if you're worried about Boiled screwing meat. it up. It, uh, How about a, marinated stuffed chicken breasts? Mm, I've had those. Mm, mm, They're really good. Mm. I, I work with people that are on the cusp of the finest culinary uh, trends. Get the tomato basil uh, chicken breasts, too. Those tomato are, basil? Those are outstanding. Yeah, you were, uh, you were I wonder if Spencer sells ago. tomato basil soup. Jeez, you guys are snobs. Yeah. I Just love tomato some basil soup. and some smoked salmon and get the hell out of there. Yeah, gnaw on that ham as you're people. driving your truck. And then we asked Jeez. Kenny how long did it take you to get home. I don't know, half a ham? <laughs> 
<laughs> Call for that gift box, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, 651-426-2800. They'll put together one hell of a great package for you. That's a great gift idea. Mm-hmm. That is a great gift idea. Hey, Kenny, really quick. You mentioned something, uh, the the flashlight mounted on the... Rail? Uh, Rail-mounted flashlight? What? what what would you need that for? Because you can't hunt at night. I told you I don't need it. I want it. I know, but why what would are, you? What are you, my wife? Really? My God, shut up. I mean, leave the guy Jeez, alone. Jeez, I get enough of that at all. What are you doing this weekend? You know? Don't you have any guy things? Aren't, yeah. No, are no, no, you no, a man? No, no, no. no. I'm are asking, you a man? I, of course. Sometimes. Uh, but I'm asking because you can't hunt at night. So what, what would you need the, the light for? Well, I just want it. Oh, you okay. don't need it. That's the point. Jeez. Some things are just neat things to own. Ah, okay. Did you have to buy that jag? <laughs> I don't think right. you did. Actually, right. at the time, I did need to buy it. I keep a Daisy Red Rider BB gun in the box. It's getting to be 10 or 15 years old now. I'm thinking if I, you know, somebody finds that 20 years from now, they can pass it off as an original. There you did go. you put it right behind never took, the... I never even opened the box to look at it yet. Right. It's sitting in the trunk of the new Fiat that he bought a couple years ago that's been untouched. <laughs> no, it's on. The, it's in the garage. Oh, okay. Got a place of prominence okay. in the sushi house. Right there. Yeah. I, I feel like getting it out and shooting it, though. I bet they're fun. Well, oh. No, you, then it's then you lose the... Yeah, but I keep the box. Well, that's... Okay. Yeah. Better yet, I have my grandpa's Daisy BB gun that he used to shoot stray cats at uh, in his garage. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's my most prized BB I gun. All a BB weirdos. gun, all a BB would do is scare the cat, right? Well, no, it did. He, yeah, yeah, you know, they can't. You they can't. jump up in the air and take off you running. You take and, out a cat with a BB gun. Uh, you you could break the skin and uh, get quite a bad infection. Reavers, when you can see the BB leave the barrel and arc through the That's air true. and hit the cat in the butt, you're not going to do it. I shot my brother once with a BB gun. Jeez. I got in a lot of trouble for that. In one of Camp's uh, Virgil Flowers books, the one preceding the current one, which is called Bloody Genius, it opens with with a guy who is shooting flies in his house with a twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious. That would not be recommended by DK Mags. No, no. Uh, bring up Camp's books, will you, Rook, so I can yep. give you the name of that one. I think it's the it's the Virgil it, Flowers book that precedes the, sni- the current one. It's the sniper one. No, you're thinking of uh, uh, you're thinking of a different author. Oh, uh, neon. See what around what year? Just it's neon prey, holy ghost, twisted. No, prey. no, no. Virgil Flowers books. Oh, the Virgil Flowers. Or, okay. They should be on the same. Uh, My driver. Same website. Is it an author's corner? You got to get me a laptop. Well, see, okay. pop ups say take fifteen percent off of your purchase. Yeah, uh, but I need a laptop. I'm on it, bro. Yeah, you know what? I I killed a lot of time on YouTube over the weekend uh, learning about the Cannonball Run and the various people that have done this. You're obsessed with this. <clears throat> the various people that have done this under uh, under top secret. Yeah. And uh, you can really spend a lot of time on YouTube watching some pretty cool video of people that have run across this country in 30 hours or less. Dark of the moon, heat lightning, rough country, bad blood, shockwave, madriver, storm front, deadline, escape clause, uh, deep Freeze, Holy Ghost. Holy G- Ghost. Got it. Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Holy Ghost, I found it. Mm-hmm. So, And now it's Holy Ghost. Uh, there's only one after that, and that's Bloody Genius. Bloody Genius, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Quick question on the Cannonball Run stuff. 
How do you not face fines and suspensions once you're discovered? Well, because you don't get caught. Oh, once you mean once you've done it? Because you, because I, you guys were watching a little bit of this when we, we after the show on Friday, and well, they're congratulating the next round of uh, winners or whatever. Yeah, but if I said on the air I I went 120 miles an hour over the weekend in my car, well, the cops can't come and arrest me I for suppose. it. No, I suppose you're right. They okay. gotta f- catch you doing it. Gotcha. No, in my case, what they do is send me emails and ask me not to say that anymore. Gotcha. (laughs) Mad River. As their crime spree cuts a swath through rural Minnesota, the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension Investigator Virgil Flowers joins the growing army of cops trying to run them down. When they learn that it is the trees talking to each other in the forest, they know they have their man. Huh? Don't you remember he wanted to write a novel about the uh, about the trees that talk or rob a bank or something like that? Who's at the door? Oh, Ricey's here. He is ready hey, uh, for Monday night sports talk. You guys done early. yet? He's a little early. Well, he just wants to be prepared. Now let's go. We'll I s- have to prep. All right. <laughs> oh, GL Store. Don't forget. Garage- get your Christmas gifts. It's all up and running 100% garagelogic.com, correct? Yes, sir. You click on Just Launch. There's a button where you can get all of your garb. And let's face it, don't be a dummy. Don't be a rookie and wait until the 23rd to order. Let's order today, garagelogic.com. While you're there, poke around to see all the other podcasts that you may have missed and some of the other features. You'll see the drop-down cartoons. You'll also see, speaking of Author's Corner, what's on Joe's bookshelf. I'm sure they're going to have it. I'm going to just cut my mic and cut my losses here. Garagelogic.com.